Hi, friends. Welcome back. I'm Stacey Bellward, the host of the Connected Families podcast. Welcome to our community. We are people committed to pursuing God's grace and truth for ourselves and then daily working to pass that grace and truth on to our children. I'm so glad that you're here with us today. You know, we're coming to the end of September, which means that we will be closing up registration for the discipline that connects with your child's heart course very soon. We open up the full version only one time a year and hundreds of people have already registered. Well, if you have been hearing about discipline that connects and not yet registered, now is the time. (laughs) You know, there's a dad named Andrew in Washington. He wrote to us recently and he said this. This about discipline that connects. I'm going to read it to you. He said, I'm not exaggerating when I say the Lord used this course to drastically change the trajectory of my family. I always saw my son's bad behavior as disrespectful and embarrassing and in need of driving it out of him. But now due to the framework, I have the tools to connect with him and coach him up in his gifts, not bully him into submission. It has truly changed the future of my relationship with not only my kids, but my wife as well. And then he said, I'm so thankful for discipline that connects and the impact it's making on our family. Well, Andrew actually wrote way more paragraphs to us about all the things that have changed in his home. It brought tears to our eyes. Well, I know that if you take the course, you can experience the same kind of transformation as Andrew. And now is the time. The full course only opens one time of year. And this is the very last week of open registration. So don't let anything hold you back or delay you to change the trajectory of your family. If you're wondering about finances, we have a fantastic donor team who makes ample scholarships available. Listen, now's the time. Tap through to our show notes for all the information, including all the new extras that we added this year. Don't wait until next year. I hope that you sign up today. All right. Well, you know that dad, Andrew, that I just told you about, he mentioned the framework and we talk about the messages of the framework that we want our children to understand. Those are, you are safe, you are loved, you are called and capable and responsible. We talk about them all the time in the podcast. How to communicate those messages in the heat of the moment is exactly what Discipline That Connects is all about. Today, I'm going to talk to Jim and Lynn Jackson, co-founders of Connected Families and the authors of the course, about the layers, the phrases, and the messages of the framework that we teach. So welcome, Jim and Lynn, back to the podcast. Hey, it's good to be with you again, Stacey. That's for sure. We do have fun together. (laughs) We do, and it's been a little while since it's been the three of us. So it's fun to see your smiling faces and be here to talk about something that I know is is really your heartbeat. It's been your Mm -hmm. ministry for decades, and it's such a special thing. Framework and how it's taught in Discipline That Connects is really your life's ministry. And so I'm so excited to have you here today and talk about those four layers of the framework and key messages and phrases that come out of it. You know, connected families, some of the things that make us really unique is that we are Bible first, but also we make our content so practical. (laughs) So let me just start off with that question. What do you think makes these tools so helpful for parents? Mm. 
Man, Stacy, I go back when I hear that question, I go back to the beginning when when this framework was just starting to form in our minds and we were talking about it. And I was working with parents of teenagers. I myself was a young parent and I wasn't honestly even applying the ideas that much to my parenting young kids because I was working with these parents of older kids who were in, you know, various trouble and and you know, they'd come each week to get some teaching and get some hints about, you know, what what the things we were that did that helped their kids stay in line <laughs> in in the context of our work. And, you know, mm-hmm. I would tell them a thing or I would say, but it was always method, you know, it was methods. I was, te- well, when a child does this, then I do this. And a child does that, I do this. And if I do this, then they'll respond this way. But if I do this, then they respond this way. So they would try to learn like this behavioral approach to it all. And some would come back and say, I tried that thing you did and it worked once, but then my kid was on me and it didn't work anymore. Or, or they would say, you know, I tried that thing and it didn't work at all. Or they would say, yeah, I did that and it's working really well, but I've sort of noticed a change in me. That caused us to have conversations and start drilling into this notion of, of all right, most of what we see for parents is, is missive, it's instructional, it's here's how you should behave as a parent. And what we were hearing from parents was that there was a change starting to happen inside of them. So let's drill into what's going on in the parent. And and maybe there's a different way to think about this. And really back then we landed on this idea that um, it's not so much about getting kids to change. It's about helping parents identify things inside themselves that compel them to do those ineffective things they're always doing. And so to so to look at what's my heart like and and what's our connection like and what are what am I believing about all of this and you know all these sorts of things. And then the framework started to take shape. Like, well, the goal isn't to it isn't just to connect with my child and just to instruct my child and just to correct them. Those are important, but there's a message that goes along with that. A message is, you know, well, I want to communicate a message. My goal is to communicate a a meaning in relationship to this child. And what are those messages? And we wrestled with those for a while before we landed on what we think is, is sort of a universal thing. Like every parent wants their children to know you're safe with me and you're loved no matter what. And you're capable, you're, you can do good things. You're called even by God to do the stuff he built you to do. And you're responsible for your life, for your actions. I'm not the one ultimately responsible for you, you are. Mm-hmm. And so when parents started evaluating, not what did I do, but what were the messages I communicated to my child? Boy, everything changed for parents. Yeah, it, did. it was really a profound shift yeah. in our thinking. And it was, I mean, it was 10 years before, almost before the launching of Connected Families that we were starting to develop these ideas, but but the teaching took off. Uh, and Lynn and I started getting a lot of invitations to go teach these things and try to make that. It's really that fundamental, practical shift, actionable for parents, meaningful for parents and exciting for parents. Like parents were like, oh, it's not just a checklist of stuff I got to do. But I'm entering a whole new mindset about a, a whole new way of thinking about parenting, a, a new goal, which is to communicate these messages, which are really anchored in kids' identity. I love that. It's like the testimonial that I even read in the intro from the dad, Andrew. It's like parents do come to us. They do want quick fix. Let's say that I have an issue and I need a solution. But when they start to really dive into who we are and our our heartbeat that shows up in the framework, they start to realize, whoa, this is deeper work. And it doesn't just last one day. I didn't just fix this problem for one day. This is changing the trajectory of my family. I have hope for my future. And that's the difference. What happened even back then, and, and you said a key phrase, it causes us to want to focus on who we are. Well, we didn't even think about it that broadly at first. It was like, 
Well, we want to help our kids come to understand a different identity than the one they're understanding. But then we began to realize like the parents who were, who were starting to really get traction with this new way of thinking were those parents who were willing to say, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't like the messages that I believe about myself. <laughs> like yeah. I, I think I'm a failure. I think I'm a problem. I think I'm the reason that my family isn't turning out the way I wanted to. And then there's this heap of shame on top. And when when we can bask in the truth about who we are because of Jesus, because of what God has done for us and spoken and breathes life into about us, then then wow, then I can I can operate in the fruit of the spirit. I I am patient. I am loving. I am love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is right. no. It was back there. In my brain. But it's like, well, that's that's what I'm called, not just to do, but but that's who to I'm be. called to be. So mm-hmm. let's, let's walk in that. I love that, Lynn. Do you have anything that you want to say? But I'm excited to get to the next part because I know that you put so much work into it. Yeah, I think that there's just a beautiful synergy when you anchor what you're what you're doing with your child in biblical principles, and then you grow in an understanding of what's going on in them and their brain and what do they need and how can I work with this unique little creation? And so the synergy of scripture and science that has always been so beneficial for parents and Discipline That Connects is a great example of that. You know, and so the working out that even Jim was just talking about the fruit of the spirit and then bringing practical tools, the science that you just mentioned, Lynn, and the Bible, and all of that feels like it comes together in key phrases that we teach in the discipline that connects because right we're, we're rewiring our brains from the shame that you talked about Jim to what is the truth so what is like an anchor truth statement that i now can start to say to myself and believe to my believe and then my behavior comes out of that and so that's what we want to do today for the rest of the podcast is go through some of those key phrases for each of the layer of the framework and so our first layer is foundation which communicates the message to our child, you are safe with me. So Lynn, launch us off with one of those first key phrases. Well, the key phrase for wanting to communicate you are safe with me is just to really embrace kids learn best when they feel safe. And sometimes that comes in conflict with our desire as a parent because we feel safest when we are in intimidating control. (laughs) And so that's our natural drive as a parent is to do whatever I need to control this child, but that feels very unsafe for them. And so to be able to embrace, oh, my child learns best when he feels safe, when he feels safe and supported. And I want my child to learn helpful things, not defensive, aggressive responses, but helpful things in life. And so, you know, that that's a great starting place for parents. Yeah. yeah. And in the context of the course, Stacey, we do this thing with a camera where we do a child's eyes perspective of a parent so that parents yeah. can <laughs> see this happen in, in real time. And it's like the first one is is the, the camera is low, looking up at this parent with hands on hips and a furrowed brow and, and the face moves in close and it's got lots of anger in it. And that's the child's perspective. The, the words that come out of the parent's mouth are the same in both of these scenarios. Like, what are you doing? 
or something like that. I don't even remember specific. Mm -hmm. And so it's like yeah. this big intimidating camera angle. And then in the next one, the parent takes a breath, is soft, the, the camera backs up a little bit and you can see this gentleness. The parent gets down on their knee and gets a little smile and says, hey, what, what, what's going on? That's what it is. It's what's going on here. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. How can I join you? How can I help you? And that child, it's like, well, what's the difference if you're the child in that view? And that's a big piece of helping parents in this part of the course is just helping them see their well-intended actions through the lenses of their kids' perception. Because kids are great observers of, of our behavior, but they're not good interpreters. And we have to take yeah. more responsibility for what they're interpreting. I like that. So that's the phrase, kids learn best when they feel safe. So we need their brains to be in a place where they can hear us so that we can bring wisdom to the situation. Can we move to the next one? My child is not my report card. Now, it's gotten shockwaves through the air and into our hearts and has been a big one for our community. So how would you unpack that? Well, that is really the start of safety because if we are trying to get our value from how our child behaves, and that's the measure of us as a, as a parent, then I'm going to put everything I got into controlling that child in the immediate moment. And that's something that really sets up such conflict between parents and kids. And so this is really an invitation. I love Psalm 139, 23 and 24. Search me, oh God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And that's really the Lord invites us into an opportunity to look at what's going on in ourselves, not so that we can feel shame and just discouragement, but so that his grace can then transform that in a way that overflows to our kids. And so it really is the start of freedom. When I look at what's going on, I let go of making my child my report card. And I step into Jesus is my report card. And that's so freeing and such a start of transformation in my relationship with my child. Yeah, that's really good. Okay, let's move to the second layer of the framework, connect. Where do you want to start there? Well, I think, Stacy, again, going back to the early days, you know, we used to view connect as this, like, if my child is misbehaving, I'm going to withhold connection for a while because they, they aren't worthy of it right now. And, and that was kind of a typical way that parents operated. Parents think, I don't want to reinforce this behavior with affection. Yeah, I don't want to reinforce this with yeah. kind of affection. I need this child to know I mean business here. What we found, again, is, is that, that that approach might actually gain immediate compliance of some sort. It's, but we came to realize that it was fear-based compliance, not trust-based compliance. And we, we developed a phrase along the way that kind of helped frame this. Like when our kids misbehave, that presents a golden opportunity to do something we don't have an opportunity to do in really any other context, which is to communicate unconditional love. Every parent raises their hand when we ask, how many of you love your kids unconditionally? Most of them put their hands down when we ask, and how many of your kids feel that unconditional love when they are, are most needy of it? <laughs> yeah. And so misbehavior is the golden opportunity to communicate unconditional love and to connect with our kids in this message. You are loved no matter what. 
And I have just a fun story from a mom we'll call Kelly about applying this in a tense moment. She says, when I picked Jason up from school, he began drawing in the car. His stick figure person got derailed when he accidentally drew a frown instead of a smile. He was angry and yelled, I messed up. The kind of thing that could escalate if I had just tried to get him to calm down. So I asked him, do I love you less because you made a mistake on your drawing? He said, no. Would I love you more if you drew it just right? He answered, no. I asked him, how could you fix it or turn it into something else like a lollipop or a tree? He then drew this elaborate ninja tree fort. And when we got home, he showed me which room was mine and said, I'm going to put a present in it. He went on to make me books and a bookmark as gifts. He was so proud of the new design. And he said, I have such an awesome brain with good ideas. <laughs> Oh, that's so sweet. And it's just such an oh. example of here's a kiddo that was starting to ramp up and get out of control with his anger. And she just brought that unconditional love and it brought it strengthened their relationship mm-hmm. and empowered him to, to know he was called and capable and could fix this situation. So through the portal of safety, we can connect with our kids even when they're misbehaving. And it doesn't mean they're off the hook for their misbehavior. It means that we we come to them with a whole different spirit posture, if you will. And that that requires work on our part in that foundational piece of our, our lives. And then and then we can connect because we have this golden opportunity we don't have anywhere else when our kids are feeling ashamed, when they're feeling unworthy, when they're feeling guilty, when they're feeling stressed, when they're feeling... And, and oftentimes misbehavior is complicated by unseen factors that we don't even know. So they're feeling confused and they're... You know, all these different things. What a great assurance it can be to have a parent come in and go, man, you're really having a hard time here right now. Can I just be with you? Here, do you need a hug for a moment before we start talking about this? Or what do you need, hon? misbehavior is the golden opportunity to communicate unconditional love. And then that creates a platform for teaching and for training. It keeps the frontal lobe open, like open-minded, right? That's the frontal lobe is amenable to learning when I feel safe and feel loved. We call these first two ideas, the message of grace. And And you just led beautifully into the next layer of the framework, because then when they have their open lobe, they're ready to learn, we can move into the layer of coach and we can move into the phrase, I can find and build strength in my child, even in the midst of misbehavior. So I think everyone can start to feel the flow of the first two layers that that safety, the love unconditionally in the midst of misbehavior has now moved us to a place to really come alongside our kids. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say anymore. I'm going to let you guys unpack that. I can find and build strengths in my child, even in misbehavior. And I have a very quick example of that in my work with teenagers. It comes out of my work with teenagers, but I've, I've played this out with my own kids and other people's kids. A lot of times a child did this horrific thing they shouldn't do. They took a pen and they drew all over the upholstery of a car and wrecked the, you know, wrecked him his brand new car. Ouch. And I had an opportunity to interact with this through the portal of you are safe with me. You are mm-hmm. loved no matter what. And then you are capable. I can find and build strengths in this. So I had to take a breath. I had to take a prayer when I I say a prayer when I discovered this because I was upset. And my impulse was to go in and be unsafe and to be ungraceful and to, you know, render some fashion of lecture that was mean spirited 
because that's what my default was. But I realized I, I might lose the opportunity to even have relationship with this child anymore. So I needed to do it a different way. And so I took that breath. I said that prayer, Lord, give me your insight. Give me your wisdom. Help me find something good here. And I recognized that the graffiti on the upholstery was actually pretty good. It was good quality. It was it was horrific subject matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Quality of the art was really something. And so I was able to lead by pulling the gal aside and saying, hey, I know you're an artist. And mm-hmm. I most recently learned that by looking at the art on the back of the van that I learned you did. I'm not asking her to tell me if she did it or not. I knew she did it because I could see her ramping up to be defensive. And I just said, it's amazing artwork. She looked at me. What? It's amazing artwork. I'm sad that you felt the need to put it where you put it. We'll have to talk about that. But if you're open to having a conversation, I'd like to talk about an alternative to going down the legal route and having some vandalism charges uh, involved if needed. But I'm wondering if you'd be willing to use your skill of doing great art to help us out around here and make some art on some of the posters that we make and some of the notes and even some of the stuff we put on the walls. Yeah. And I said, (laughs) you know, if if you want to go that route, we can go that route. I'll meet with you once a week and you can sit and do art. Well, years later now, that gal, I'm still in touch with her. She's in her 40s and she's a believer. Her her daughter (laughs) is flourishing. She grew up in a horrible place. And this belief that you can find and build strengths in your kids through this kind of stuff, it doesn't mean you're letting them off the hook. It doesn't mean they're not accountable for their sin. It doesn't mean that we don't talk about those dynamics and those elements, but it means that we see a vision with, we see them with two eyes. One is a vision of of what's going on right now and what needs to be done. But one is what's a vision of what could be in the future. And so it's a powerful message to, to reframe our effort when we, discipline our kids is to figure out how I can find and build strengths in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was the testimony of Andrew up at the top of the show. That's what he said. I only saw my son's behavior as disrespectful, as embarrassing, and as needing to be driven out of him. And then everything shifted. And one of the phrases that we use in the course for what you just described, the whole story that you just described, Jim, is gift gone awry. And yeah. there's a few other little phrases that we teach in there too, like focus is fertilizer. And what else is it, Lynn? Well, we just dive into you know effective ways to problem solve with your child so that they become your teammate to solve problems with instead of a child to be dominated. So there's so many different ways that we can um, draw out and build strengths in our child, even in misbehavior. But that phrase, when parents kind of sink that into their hearts, begins to cultivate a general attitude of There's so many good opportunities that are held within the crisis of misbehavior. And there's a phrase we heard a long time ago. It's like, don't waste a good crisis (laughs) because it holds so much opportunity. So that's kind of the heartbeat of this coach. You are called and capable principle. Yeah, I love it. So we're going to go to the the top of the framework, the last layer that we deal with, and that is to... Correct. And the phrase that we want to talk about is effective discipline puts responsibility on kids to right their wrongs. You guys, we're going to have all these in the show notes. So tap through there if you need to see them all written out. I also just want to say a quick share this with a friend if it's been useful for you. All right, Jim and Lynn, 
Here it is. Effective discipline puts responsibility on kids to right their wrongs. So often when parents encounter a a correction situation, their default is what's the consequence that will make my child not want to do this again? And really what that translates into is how can I kind of intimidate my child to behave better while I'm around, but it doesn't build the values and skills of I'm responsible for my life. If I make something wrong in a relationship, it's my responsibility to protect that relationship by making things right. And I just had a coaching session with a parent yesterday about guiding kids to want to restore the joy in the relationship, because that's the God-given blessing that we have as believers is to walk in connected, joyful relationships with each other. So getting a passion about, wow, I want to put the responsibility in my child to gradually learn to right their wrongs, that's a game changer for discipline. And we have lots of practical things in the course about make it right consequences and just how to build the value of reconciliation. But that's the heartbeat of it, to want to help a child take responsibility for their life by guiding them into the joy of making things right Mm -hmm. with each other. That creates a shift for us as parents. Instead of how do I correct the problem? It's how do I build a value of restoration of me? And, and at the heart of this is, is the very gospel. Like, mm-hmm. like we are in wrong relationship with God. We're born into sin. We're, we're born out of right relationship with God. And Christ came to settle that, to make an opportunity for us to be in right, restored relationship with God. And I mean, the beauty of who God is, is that when we sin, when we <laughs> commit infractions of various kinds, he, he never leaves us or forsakes us. His grace, his mercy, his love, his truth, his justice, the whole of who God is never moves. It's a, it's a, it's, it's more than a stake. It's a piling. It's a piling into the ground that is never going to move. And, but we, we walk away from it and it's our job not to behave right. The Pharisees behaved right. It's our job to restore by confessing our sin, by apologizing to those we've hurt, by forgiving when forgiveness is needed, by receiving forgiveness and then walking in restored relationship. And so the heart of correction, the shift that we invite parents to think about is how can I stop being so transactional about this and just have this be about quid pro quo? You did this, then you're going to have to experience this and that'll teach you. And I feel better because I feel like justice has been done and I'm back in control, which is not always helpful. And, you know, in Galatians chapter six, on the heels of of talking about both the horrific sins that people can, can commit and then the opposite, which is walking by the means of the fruit of the spirit that is in us. Um, we're invited when we catch somebody doing something they ought not do to restore them gently, which is a reflection right back on the fruit of the spirit. Like that's what the essence of, of this idea of believing that the goal is reconciliation and restoration, and then inviting our kids to join that cosmic purpose, if you will, for addressing and, and dealing with their misbehavior as, as sin, as infraction, as something that I did wrong that I need to make right. And how, how can we help our kids come to value that is our core question. And we hopefully make it as practical as we can and tell a lot of stories in the mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. It really brings reconciliation into taking it away from correction. That's a shame inducer 
bringing it into reconciliation that's a shame reliever. And mm. that's where the gospel just becomes so powerful in our discipline. This has been such a rich conversation. And I think that for all of our listeners, I think we have demonstrated so well why discipline that connects is just such a perspective shift that really does change the trajectory of families. Not for, you know, and that doesn't mean that's the change that starts today, grows a little bit more tomorrow, a little bit more. But when you look back after 30 days, 60 days, one year, five years, things are different. Mm-hmm. We're working with a new set of principles and it's a powerful change that's just rooted in scripture yeah. and then so practical, so practical. Jim and Lynn, thanks for being with me today. Mm, thank you. Thanks Stacey. for inviting us here again. Yeah. There's, there's hardly a topic we get more passionate about than this one. <laughs> That's right. Well, thanks for tuning in today, friends. Be sure to tap through to the show notes to get all of the information about the full discipline that connects with your child's heart online course. Registration is open for just a few more days and it will not reopen again until next year. Now is the time to jump in. Well, we are a listener-supported organization. Over 46,000 parents like you listen to the podcast every month. Individual donations make the work to equip and encourage families possible. For more information about Connected Families, follow us on Instagram or Facebook or go to connectedfamilies.org. I will see you next time. Bye.